Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the J&J Sportscast with me, your host, James. And your co-host, Joseph. Okay, so let's start off with our NFL Week 9 Interesting Game of the Week. This one's kind of a duh. Rams versus Saints. Yeah. This is America's Game of the Week. And might have been, might have this far has been the best game of the season, hype wise. I wouldn't. I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. These two teams have very high powered offenses. Saints have a worse defense, but Rams have a equal offense to the Saints. So we figured the Rams are going to win this one. Or at least I figured. What do you think? Do you think the Rams are going to win this one? I was going to think so. I mean, they're undefeated, but yeah. So, but as you know, the Saints won. Yes. So, Gurley was a non-factor in the first half, and he really was a non-factor this entire game. He didn't do a whole lot. No no surprise, because the Saints are the number one de- rushing defense in the NFL. So, they're like second to last in their secondary, though, which is... They're 28th in the 28th. In passing defense. So, that's a <clears throat> big drop. They must have invested a ton, a ton of money into their D-line and spent nothing on their secondary. But the secondary did pick off Jared Goff, which that gave him... Give him some, give him some help there. And on the, on the other side, Ben Watson was rolling, catching a touchdown and a couple long passes. And for the Rams' passing game, it was amazing in the first half. Brandon Cooks was, he had a hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown, only six receptions in that game, not just the first half. Kamara. What do you think Kamara, Kamara looked like the superior back in this game? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how many fancy points. He had, like, three touchdowns, right? He had 28, point, 28 fantasy points. That is Gurley, quite a bit. Gurley had, like, 13, which his in his best game, I think he had almost 40. Yeah, I can. I will still agree that Gurley's a better running back, but against a know. better defense, the Alvin Kamara was. So, let's just fantasize for a second. So, we've had this do it before. Who was better, Gurley or Kamara? But I don't know who's what's, what's the average uh, points, points. Average points. Um, I want to Gurley, ha- Gurley has Gurley has more, but that's just because he's nobody to compete with in the backfield. Yeah, the, I guess the, the Rams have literally nobody else in their backfield that's that true. they can run except for. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just Goff. It is just Goff as their only other running back, and he's not even running back. Then Michael Thomas in this game was phenomenal. Yes, uh, he had two hundred and eleven yards in one TD. It's that well, that's um, tying. I think the that, that's roasting this year's record for uh, yards in the game, and he did it only. I think it was like sixteen receptions. So very big, very big play. Yes, Gurley had thirteen points in that game versus Kamara. He had twenty nine. So. Kamara definitely looked like a better back, but if you're a girly owner and you're out there, please don't be worried. Gurley just struggled in this game because the Saints well, have a really good defense. They have the and, number one rushing defense. And, and they wanted to, and the Rams definitely wanted to exploit their terrible secondary and just bomb the ball and even just get screen passes to their wide receivers. Yeah. They could just get them out there. Any other back would have gotten under nine, or under five points, Yes, but, but Gurley got 13. Gurley's Gurley. He gets a lot of points no matter what game. Yep. See, in quarterback comparison, Breeze and Goff are right next to each other fantasy-wise. Breeze had 31.44, and Jared Goff had 30.34. So, Drew Breeze is playing as his usual amazing self. Same with Jared Goff. 
the passing game was was almost identical. Only although Michael Thomas had way more points individually than anybody than, else. Than anybody else, but combined, the Rams had I think just as many passing yards as a whole than the um than the Saints did. So then, um, just to illustrate the point, of there's nobody else but Gurley in the backfield, they're they're running back. There's a dude named John Hecker, H E K K E R. I have never I think heard of him. A punter. Wait, what? Look, I think Johnny Henter, Hecker is a punter. Let me for check. One of those dudes. John. John Hecker. Ah, uh, wouldn't show up on fantasy. Let's see. Yeah, a punter, yeah. So, he's a punter? I think so. Johnny Hecker. John Hecker. NFL. Football punter. He's a punter. I thought so. I thought he was. Uh, He must have ran that fake field goal run. That's why he's on the rushing. He he fake punted and he ran for... No, fake field goal. No, he's a punter. Oh, <laughs> well, then why is their punter running a fake field goal? Uh, because they thought he was better than the field goals, the holder <laughs> at running the football. I don't know. Oy, oy, oy. Those Rams. Those Rams so are creative crazy. on offense. So creative on offense, it confuses the fans. All right, next thing. So, yeah, we already covered Michael Thomas, and I don't know. I think my, my take on Gurley and Kamara, I think they're... <laughs> If Kamara was placed in the situation, if, like, let's say to say um, the Saints somehow, or let's just fantasize here, we're just going to say somehow, somehow the Saints got Gurley and the Rams got Kamara, would they be the same as they are right now? Or would one back feel like a better one that Gurley is right now? Okay, so that's the thing. So Kamara is a different style of running back than Gurley is. Gurley is... Ground, ground and pound. Camara's open space. Yeah, and if you get space. Boom. So, so we the in this scenario, the Saints still have Mark Ingram. Gurley is about the this. no, no. They, they, they swap situations. So Camara oh. is the singular running back for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, but the Saints have Brandon Ingram. Oh yeah, Mark Ingram. Or Mark Ingram, sorry, Junior. Yeah, Mark Ingram Junior. Yes. So. He Gurley would still be because of that, and they're both there's the same play style. Mark Ingram would barely get any yards, where Camara is a different play style. Definitely, I I I think Gurley is a lot bigger so, so than Camara. Gurley is still so yes. So Gurley, because of that, I think Gurley is still the best the best running back as of right now. So Gurley is six one and two hundred and thirty. One pounds where Camara is Camara is five ten and two hundred and fifteen. So he is two inches shorter and they're about the same they're about the same weight. Yep, but yeah so yeah, Cam- but Camara Gurdley is better right now, but Camara has a ton of potential. Yes, yeah, so, isn't Camara like only a second year or a rookie? Yeah. He says in the second year. So in five years, Kamara is the best running back here. Better running back or best running back? Who? I'm gonna I'm gonna say best. Best running back in the entire NFL. Yes. 
in three years. Do you have anybody? Five years. Do you? Do you five have, years. Do you, do you think anybody else is going to be better? As of as who? Don't know. People who are in this league right Let's now. See how old not Gurley is. Gurley is. I mean, he's Gurley's twenty four. Versus Camara, he I think he's twenty three. He is twenty. Yeah, I nailed it. Twenty three. So there's a one year difference between them. So I don't know. I, I, do you think Gurley's kind of peaked at where he is right now? He's going to stay that same, or do you yeah, think he's gonna I think I think I think he peaked. But Camara Camara has only played for two years and is continually getting better. And, and Mark Ingram's getting old, so he won't have to share carries as much. He if, was ridiculous in his first year. Camara was last year. He wasn't even drafted a lot. Like he was like no, I think he, he was like he was like twenty five. 30% owned in the first couple stages. And now he's a, now he's like 99% owned. Yeah, Which, amazing. I don't know why he is 99% owned. And in the 2017 NFL draft, he was a third-round pick and pick number 67 overall. Or Gurley, when, when <laughs> he went, um, where, where did he get, where did he? He's not showing where he got, Oh, he was drafted in the 2015 draft. I think it was the first round, wasn't it? Don't know. Better check. Um, I can't find, but we will just say he was drafted in the first round. So, Camaro's, um, Camaro was drafted lower, but I think he's, so you and I both agree he's a higher, higher ceiling, higher ceiling, but Gurley has a better floor. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Okay, so on to past. Now that we've finished our interesting game of the week, topic to debate. So we've, I understand that I've kind of been picking on these young quarterbacks, but Marcus Mariota is he like a really good quarterback, or is he just the Titans just suck so much that he hasn't really had a chance to be good yet? What do you think? Do you think Mariota's been disappointing or not really? Well, Mariota has been performing average, right? But average rookie play, not average NFL quarterback play. The, the not all sixteen, not sixteen quarterbacks. So sixteen quarterbacks do not play great. The other sixteen are very good. He's he's around seventeen or fourteen at this point right now. He he's doing fine. He's not. Very, very bad. So bad that he's going to get benched. He's not very, very good that he his job is secure. But I, I, he, I, I think it's still secure, but it's not like he's a star. Like like up there in like fancy drafts. Like No, no, no. He's not not very not very highly owned in any of my fancy leagues. So Yeah. So but yeah, he hasn't really he doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have very good offensive weapons, so, uh, so I don't know what I don't know situation. what would happen if they did have offensive weapons. Yes, uh, let's. What if here? So, which team has the best passing game in the NFL? I'm sure you know this. Which team? Probably the Rams. Rams. So if or the Saints. Mariota went to the Rams or the Saints. This was how good of a game that Rams Saints game was. So. Let's say for now. Let's say he, let's say he went to the Rams. No, we'll, we'll put him on the Saints. So we'll put Mariota went to the Saints after Drew Brees retires. Taysom Hill isn't. Taysom Hill is not in the picture. Maybe he, I don't know falls off a cliff or something. So so uh, Mariota goes to the Saints. What happens? Mm, Mariota goes to the Saints. 
the Saints get significantly worse, but they still almost they're still on the playoff borderline, I believe. Because they're an underdog, but they're in there. Yeah, they 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 could they're they're probably close to wild card. And so, what what do you think? Do you think that um, Mariota has like amazing, amazing, amazing potential? Like, no, do, no. Do you think he's he's be, like, a, he's in, what year is he in? Most people he, who he's in his second or third year. I think it's his third. I think year. he's at third or fourth. I think, but. If I would be seeing if he had a, if he had a very high ceiling, I would have seen it already. He's just not pl- he's not playing that great. Well, he, the he last had, game he, he was very good. He had two hundred and forty yards, twenty one out of twenty nine, with two touchdowns. So now all he needs to do is do that every game and be consistent. Yeah, like consistently. If he consistently hits three hundred yards with multiple touchdowns, I'll consider him to be a great. I'll consider him to be a in the upper half of the 16 good quarterbacks in the NFL. Wait, no. There's thir- there's 30 teams in the NFL, isn't there? 32. 32. NBA is 30, I think. And so is the MLB. I think MLB is 31. I don't know. I don't know. The MLB is weird. They they don't have seven-game series every... Or seven-game series every series. It's just weird. <laughs> this is coming from an NFL, folks. Do not be offended. Dude, this is coming from an NBA person. So all you MLB fans out there are like me... <laughs> Please don't be offended by his uh, pagan nature as an MLB person. Uh oh. <laughs> no, he's mad at me. Okay, so moving on to our weeklies, as usual. Well, we, we already gave you our, I guess, our Rams update, but the Chiefs actually played a like the actually the most the Browns actually played a really played a pretty close game with the Chiefs. Which is, I don't know if the Chiefs are just like babying them because they're just such an awful team. But the, uh, not this. Seven, I wouldn't call sixteen points a close game. But the Browns, that's a very close game. No, it's not. Well, Browns against the Chiefs, you expect like a forty-point blowout. Yeah, I get that. I just don't know why you what. Well, I get that, but sixteen points is still a blowout. It's no, they weren't close. It wasn't close. It wasn't like double. It wasn't like. Multiple double digits. That's true. So uh, keep it under twenty points against an eight and one team for Cleveland. Be happy. Be very happy. But Mahomes, what's Mahomes? Twenty three for thirty two with three hundred and seventy five yards and three touchdowns. One interception there. So yeah, he barely got, missing. He, he got picked off, which isn't picked off a lot this year. So big kudos to the Browns defense for holding. For holding um Kareem Hunt to only ninety one yards, uh, no, I don't know, but actually, no. But we'll give kudos to the Browns' offense for scoring points and the defense. Some no so, de- some for the defense, but no defense should give up twenty thirty seven points, even against the most explosive offenses. It just shouldn't happen. Unless you're, you're being trash. too hard on those little. Trash. You're being too hard on those Browns, man. Well, Wait, Tyrod Taylor actually played in this game. One for one, so that he went in for eleven yards. Time. Yeah, probably just trash time. Mayfield with two hundred ninety-seven yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So almost as good so as. So he was good. He was really good. He would, he he needed one more touch. Mayfield has touchdown. a very high ceiling. 
He's yeah. a very good quarterback. And if he ever lands on a team where they have really good offensive weapons and a good run game to balance maybe that. Maybe we have another Patrick McCombs here. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, that's... Don't know. We'll... We'll we'll give you, we'll give you guys a cliffhanger here. We in the next episode we're probably going to discuss is we're so is Mayfield the next Mahomes or if they swap places would be the better quarterback as of right now. Like Mayfield then on the Chiefs mm-hmm. and then Mahomes into the Browns. So we'll talk about that next week. So the weeklies. Bell if Bell if Le'Veon Bell does not sign within a week, he cannot play this year. This is as of Tuesday. Wow. So that, okay. I'm assuming he's going to sign with somebody. Yeah, because I mean I get he only has like what is it, week nine or week ten? And it's week ten. So he'd have like six more games or so. And I mean like you you shouldn't give up free money. Yeah. Unless you're trying to make a statement that I don't care. I, I, I don't care if you don't give me money. I'm going to get it eventually. Unless you're just that stubborn. Which he might be. I don't know. I don't know Le'Veon Bell personally. He might just be that stubborn. Yeah. I don't know, but if we're assuming he's not just being stubborn. He should sign in the next week or so. Definitely. If he's if he's going to sign, he's, he's better sign. With somebody, otherwise he's not going to play at all this year, like I just said. Who do you think he's going to sign with? Do you think he's going to sign with the Steelers? or The Steelers are they are not going to trade him. So do you think... So this is, this is a question of, is he going to sign or he's not going to sign? Yeah, I think he'll sign with the Steelers if he does. But... He, he has signed with the Steelers. They're not, they're not going to trade him. They said he's out of the trade market. Which, I don't know, he could probably pick up somebody really expensive and just dump off this huge contract on somebody else to deal with. Yeah, but... Might, might have been a good jump start for somebody like the Bengals or the Browns to give them a big boost on offense. Yeah. But then they can have to deal with the big headache of mm-hmm. having to have his massive contract and his uh um financial issues. Yep, so... Yeah, I want to... I want to do... It's like picking up... Like Jameis Winston, he's a, he might be a decent quarterback, but he has off the field issues. Now, Le'Veon Ball is probably a great guy. He, I don't, I haven't seen any off the field issues of him. Not with any big headlines like Le'Veon Bell did something terrible to somebody, or yeah, but he's just a headache, kind of. I, I feel I, like the Steelers are still had to be stupid by not signing him because he like, hasn't been. Uh, no, it's, it's Le'Veon Bell choosing to sign with the Steelers. They should, decision. But they should be giving him more money. I feel like if they can give him money, they should give him money. So Le'Veon Bell, he, he's he's a, he's a, he's what he's top three running running backs in yes, the NFL. And, he's top three. It, what year? What year is he in? In his fourth year? Uh, I don't know. I am not getting. Well, he's twenty six, so probably probably in his third season. When were he went to? Michigan State. So, hmm. I'm so yeah. I'm definitely assuming he's going to sign. Bentley, yeah. So, yeah, he he's gonna he's gonna sign if he, if he's gonna play, he's gonna sign. We know that for sure. But I'm thinking he's definitely he's definitely going to. He's he's gonna sign. Unless unless he's, I don't know. I don't know something. Well, Stupid. 
not stupid unless he's there right, put this unless something really weird happens he's gonna sign also just so you guys know he's he has been rumored to be working out with Miami but well the team is not he's not working out with the Sears anymore he was he was working out with the dolphins but he's not working out with them hasn't he's he he's not working bringing out with them now because he's getting serious about signing with them so we'll touch up a little bit on trade mania so Demarius Thomas went to the Texans Golden Tate went to the Eagles and Amari Cooper to the Cowboys both of them Cooper has been flourishing on the Cowboys in the first couple of games that I've seen him play no idea what Tate what Tate's situation is and then Thomas beat his former team the Broncos Sadly, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Brent. I'm sorry, Broncos. Dang you, Brandon. Dang you, Brandon McManus. Anyway, so yeah, Tay, so Thomas Tay, or never mind, Golden Tate got traded to the Eagles for a third round pick, and Cooper, um, for a first round pick. Yep. And then Thomas for who knows what. So because the Raiders tripping Cooper, I mean, you trade a established player for a uh, question mark. So. They, I think if they're trying to rebuild, getting rid of the contract. So, yeah. Then, okay. Okay. I believe that concludes our NFL section. We'll see you guys next topic. Welcome to our next topic, Fortnite. So, as you guys probably know, if you've been playing Fortnite at all in these last couple of days, the Fortnite Big Cube event, as predicted, happened. At 12 o'clock p.m. Central on Sunday, or 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Sunday also. It was interesting. It was something that Fortnite, the, the Fortnite has never seen the likes of before, but it was amazing and very white. Very, very, very white. So, what, what exactly happened was everybody... Everybody in uh, everybody in the game, once they landed, if they landed at all in the cube, they would see that the cube just started pulsing. It, it has been pulsing, but it started pul pulsing more rapidly. And then it started to spin and spin and spin and keep spinning faster until eventually it turned white, until like, the entire screen started to turn white, and then boom, it was entirely white. You couldn't do anything, and then... Then you got transported to another universe. Yeah, another, like... People kept referring it to as, as like the Fortnite Matrix. It was like white, it was completely white with a bit, some darker, darker shades of white lines just moving into a big pit in the center. It's a little little circle pit in the center, and then there is a bunch of uh, white circles around the exterior. It's kind of hard to describe. I'll put the link in the description so you guys can watch it for yourself. But it was very interesting. Everybody after the event happened. They or no during the event, pe people um saw a big butterfly that came up came up in the middle and started flapping its wings. It looked like a rift, had like shards of broken glass and a solid white center. And it flapped and then it broke up into a million little little butterf butterflies. And, and then, everybody had their own personal butterfly. And then the camera view shifted, so it showed like almost the front of your character. And then the, your character reached out and then touched the butterfly, and then boom, you're in the air. You're gliding down over a golden-looking loot lake, a leaky lake, that I'm predicting it's now going to be called Lucky Lake, because it has a big rainbow over it. So loot lake is now transformed into a kind of 
puddly Stonehenge. Like, fragments of the cube just sticking up, like, Stonehenge-like. There's a big rainbow over it, and it's just occasion. There's a lot of loot there. A lot of loot, a lot of chests, but it's a very open area, and it's great to snipe somebody if you're looking for a good, good sniping spot. It was very interesting. I'll put the link in the description so you guys can watch it for yourselves. And, yeah, that's pretty much all that happened in Fortnite the last couple of days. Yep. Event-wise. Then, also, something cool that Fortnite is doing that I've been hoping, and but I knew it was not never going to happen, but the epic proved me wrong. Fortnite is teaming up with the NFL... NFL skins, guys. Yeah, NFL skins. So there be th there be three male characters, three female characters, which are wearing they're they're wearing um, NFL outfits, and you can I think you can choose which team you want. Yep, you can choose the number. You can customize it, customize the number any way you wish. And there are also referee outfits. Yeah, those are, the referee outfits are uncommon, which means they are eight hundred V bucks. Eight hundred V bucks. Yes, the the player outfits will be 1,500, an epic skin. So if you're not really into the NFL, but you want an NFL skin, and you don't know what team to cheer for, just buy a ref skin and save some V-Bucks. But if you're into the NFL at all, and you know which team you want to represent in Fortnite, like I'm going to do, I'm going to purchase a Denver Broncos skin, baby! If Joseph had his way, I'd be getting a Vikings one, but no, no, no. Yeah. Sadly. Okay, that I believe that concludes what happened what has happened in Fortnite the last couple of days. See you guys in the next topic. Welcome to our next topic, the college basketball kickoff. This will be a mainly Joseph segment because I don't really care much about basketball. As you guys know, Joseph, you can take it away. I'll add comments as you go along. Alright. So there were there were a ton of college basketball games yes yesterday. The season started off with a bang. We're only gonna highlight because we don't have that much time. We're gonna only highlight the Champions Classic, number one and and, and the Iowa State game. Sure, whatever. Number one, Kansas versus number ten, Michigan State was the first game. The, the Kansas walked away with a five point victory and stays the number one number one team of the nation. Stats. So Winston with thirteen points, eleven assists, which is a quite a bit for a bat for a college basketball player. Cassius Winston. Yep, yep. Joshua Langford with eighteen points, one assist, four rebounds. Those are the notables for Michigan State. Kansas Lawson, their new transfer star, twenty points, six assists, fourteen rebounds. As a Yudoka. Yudoka Azabuki. The Yudoka Azabuki. Who is pretty darn huge. Had 70 points. Wow. One assist and three rebounds. I'm not sure how he had three rebounds. Okay, said so legit or Quentin Grimes, the he, he would I would say that this is their worst player in their starting lineup. 21 points, four assists, one rebound. Uh, I got proved wrong. And yep. Yeah. Yep, those are the notables for them. Kansas um was do it. They withstood a run by the Michigan State Spartans late, but but they came away with the victory. All right. Do you think Kansas is the number one team? I don't know. It's Kansas or Duke. It's Kansas or Duke. As you so the next game. Duke has a retro history, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Moving on to Duke. And, this this was complete massacre. Tucky, yeah, this was not a very interesting game. 118 to 84 in favor of the Blue Devils. 
So RJ Barrett, number one recruit, 33.664 rebounds. Cam Reddish, 22.3 assists, two rebounds. Zion Williamson. Everybody's favorite. Highlights, 28 points, two assists, seven rebounds. Trey Jones, 6.7 assists, four rebounds, leading that team as the point guard very nicely. And Kentucky, they don't have very really I mean, their bet their their best high scoring player was Keldon Johnson, who had twenty three points. Everybody else, it's just not worth mentioning. They were yeah. kind. Of, they didn't play very they, well. They didn't look game. like they didn't look like the Kentucky Wildcats of your no. when they Carlton Towns and bunch of. But Kentucky has a problem where they'll lose all their best players. They have all one and dones. It's all they ever have, which is kind of sad if you're. They're, if, they're, if you're the fan, but you're, you're, if you're happy, if you're a Duke hater, you'd be very happy. All right, next. So the next, uh, next and only game we're gonna cover is Iowa State, Alabama State. The Alabama State Hornets, baby. So uh, Iowa State is our team, if you don't know. Yes. And so seventy nine fifty three in favor of the Cyclones. No surprise. Their highest scoring player, Reginald Gee, I think is his name. Fifteen points, two G, rebounds. Probably, probably G. For Iowa State, we had Michael Jacobson. Uh, is our leading scorer, scoring 17 points and 7 rebounds. Nick Wilder-Babb, 5 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Good floor game there. Shayok, the new transfer, 14 points, 3 assists, 6 rebounds. Wigington with 13 points. My personal favorite is Linda. My yeah. uh, my favorite is Linda, Linda, Linda Wigington or Cameron Lard. Yep. Cameron Hard, by the way, by the way um, held out for... Um, Dis- disciplinary issues. Seriously? Yeah. Ta- Tayton, Taylor Horton Tucker, six points, four, re- four I assists. I have never heard of him before. Three rebounds. He's our, he's our top one, top 100 recruit. Seriously? So, yeah, you should have heard of him. Tyrese Halbert. basketball boy. 12 points, four assists, three rebounds. Those are Iowa State's. We have a Zion. We have Zion Griffin with eight points, four rebounds, one assist, and mm. two points. Oh, we wish how that was Zion Williamson. Oh, though. he'd be so good. Yes. That concludes our basketball e- topic and episode five. So, um, please like. And. F- Please favorite, not like. Okay, I wish there was a like, but please favorite. Please do favorite our podcast. Voice message if you have any any ideas for what we should do. And thank you for listening. We will see you in the next episode.